Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club Special Edition. Our goal is to share our passion for elite running and offer some tips to make your running better than ever. We do that uniquely by sharing the views of a certified coach and an athlete. Today, we're going to discuss the USA Indoor Track and Field Championships that happened over the weekend in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It was a lot of fun to watch. Then, we're going to share some of our favorite tips to make your running better than ever. I am your host, Coach Dean Thompson. Joining me today is, again, my favorite running conversation partner, Co Booker. How's it going, Co? Good. How are you doing? Good, good. You're saying the weather's still pretty mild up there in Iowa? Yeah, it's been nice. It got up to 52 today, I think. Wow. So it's been pretty pleasant. Yeah, yesterday I finished my long run, and it was the first time I had seen visible salt on my skin. My face was just covered in, in salt from, from all my sweat. From being yeah. warm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been good. Well, I did something last week or this past week that I haven't, I've never done before. I ran 20-mile runs back-to-back days. I ran 20 on Friday, 20 on Saturday. And uh, the 20 I did on Saturday, I wanted to do at a much, sl- about a minute slower than I would normally do a 20 miler. Yeah. Um, gosh, that's hard to do. <laughs> it's so hard to run slow. <laughs> but I need to do it because I got to get used to it. So, uh, yeah, it always all going well. All going well. And then you got another race coming up soon. Yeah. And I've got one coming up Saturday as well. What are you racing Saturday? So uh, I'm racing the uh, U- the USA 5K Championships, uh, Masters 5K Championships. Cool. So uh, that's in Atlanta. So I figured I might as well run it since it's so close. Yeah. And uh, and then you're running a- another four miler, a hilly one this time though. Yeah, a little hillier. So I don't know. We'll see how it compares to last one. I don't think it'll be quite as fast. The last last course was pancake flat. We had a little bit of wind, but. Um, you ran crazy good there, so uh, an an equivalent uh, race this time won't be quite as fast, just because the course is tougher, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we are uh, going to talk about the USA Indoor Championships. I, you know, it's funny the indoor meets are are kind of strange. That does it feel like to you? There just aren't as many events at an indoor meet as there are at an outdoor meet, and I guess maybe there's not. But it just – it feels like it was light on it, on the number of events that they actually do. Yeah, that, the events, definitely the amount of people they let in. You know, it's well, that not too. A, you, know, you get to the trials, and it's like a six-day event, you know, it's or, yeah. um, where it's it's quick. It's two, like, four-hour sessions. Yeah, yeah. It's indoors, really, so. really short. Yeah. yeah. They only had qualifying in what? I don't the, know. Up, I think up that's up the 60, the, right? Did they the 60 have 60 and the 60 hurdles. Yeah. And I think I that was it. Yeah, I don't think they had a. I think no, the four hundred, the four hundred had uh, had qualifying too. But, not, oh, and there wasn't a two hundred. Yeah, so and there wasn't a two hundred. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It was weird. There's no two hundred. You would think there'd yeah. be a two hundred. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, talk about the sprints. That's where I want to start today. Because oh my goodness, I was just blown away that Lyles took down Coleman. I mean that that is Coleman. Wheelhouse, the 60 meters is just that's his forte, right? Yeah. Uh, and of course, Lyles is notoriously slow on the start and he's getting better and better. And obviously, he's getting a lot better uh, because he took down probably, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, you have to call Coleman the best in the world, don't you? At the 60, 
Yeah, I mean, he's the king of the 60. I don't think many people would argue that. He's got he's got the best start in the world, it seems like. And so the shorter the race, the better it is for him, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this one surprised me as much as anything else that happened this week, for sure. So um, it makes you wonder how Lyles is going to do going forward. What do you think? I mean, if he's running well at 60, what's he going to do at the, at the 200? You know, where that, where that he that's his wheelhouse. He's been very public about wanting Bolt's record. So, I mean, I don't know if he's ever going to get there, but I think he's probably close to his peak. If he's going to do it, it's going to be this year. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess he could continue to get better. He could prove me wrong, but it seems like this is probably the his moment. Yeah, I mean, at least in the next year or two. I yeah. mean, it's, it's got to be soon, I would think. And uh, But yeah, I, I like his chances at least. But you know what was interesting? Was last year um, at the World Championships, you know, he almost got beaten the 200. Uh, Tobogo was actually running him down yeah. at the end of the 200. And um, it makes me wonder if this faster start is costing him on the back end of the 200. Or or is or was that, you know, that could have been one of those odd circumstances. Maybe that won't happen again. But it'll be interesting to watch for sure. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about the men's 1500. That was the one that uh, I was really, really interested in watching. You had Hawker. Uh, Cole Hawker versus uh, Hobbs Kessler. Kessler had been running so well, and he ran well here. But, man, what about Hawker? I mean, Hawker just crushed it. Yeah, I, he kind of rebounded after not a great day at Milrose. He's kind of just been under the table. Um, but he showed up, and tactically, he ran, it, he ran it beautifully. I think after the race, he said, you know, it's not very often when you run a race you know exactly like you planned it but today yeah. was that day for him and came off with a win and i don't know about you but for me that that's that's double weird for hawker because it <laughs> seems like he is consistently making mistakes tactically yeah. in races doesn't he yeah he's always boxed in it seems like yeah, yeah. and uh Ingles, but. He, he pulled pulled it together in this one and uh kessler kessler was the one that probably made a couple of mistakes but Hawker was not going to get beaten by anybody. I don't know that Yared Nagus would have beaten him if he would have been in the race. It would have been close. I I still think Yared's ahead of everyone else in the U.S. at this point, just so much far further. I don't know. Um, I, I do, too. But I mean, in this particular race, uh, you know, uh, I mean, what, it was 333 indoors at altitude. Three, 337, I think is it. The winning time? Yeah. What was I thinking? Three thirty-three. Where did uh, I see that? I don't know. I can. Uh, I can see either. Oh my goodness! Well, sorry about that. <laughs> um, I'm not nearly as impressed as I was. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty pedestrian. It looks like through uh, through 900 meters, they were at 215. So it was like you know, oh, okay. not crazy, but they finished finished well. Yeah. Well. You know, Kessler's still growing up. I mean, the guy's got – he hasn't had a whole college career to go through to learn the, the tactics of these races and things. And so I, I think Kessler's going to get a lot better. His upside is still pretty good. Um, but, man, how exciting is it to have three guys that are killing it in the 1500 in the United yeah. States right now? I mean, t- truly, at the, uh, at, the, at the indoor world championships, I don't see any reason why Hawker can't win it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who, who's there is going to beat him? I don't really know who's in the field. I mean, I think Adam Fogg looks really good right now, but I don't know yeah. if he looks on the level of those two guys. I mean, he had a great day at Milrose, but um, we'll see if he can repeat that. Other than that, I mean, um, Mocatier is obviously going to be out. Jakob isn't running. Uh, so I don't I don't really know who else is going to be there. Well, yeah, the see. big names aren't running. 
so yeah, I like their chances to do well. Um, definitely, definitely win a medal or two, yeah. um, and, and perhaps a, a gold one. That would be pretty fantastic. Yeah, uh, to see that. Um, considering we, well, other than uh, Centrowitz several years back, you know, he was he was pretty good several years back. Um, but between then and now, it's kind of been lean. And Yared comes up last year, and now with with Hawker and. Man, it's just, it just looks great uh, for the future. Well, what about the women's 1500? What'd you think of that race? Yeah, it looked good. I mean, uh, Nikki looked like Nikki was so much better than everyone else the whole way, um, which has kind of kind of been the story. I mean, there were there were a few women that were missing from this race that will probably be there outdoors. Um, yeah. I mean, you think Sinclair Johnson, you think L. St. Pierre, um, but it. Nikki set her set herself up well going into the uh, outdoor season. Yeah, she did. Um, the thought was that Makai had a good chance at, at beating her. I think uh, going in, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't wasn't particularly close, was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Makai, she she had a decent race. It wasn't that she had a bad race. The Hilts has won three three U.S. titles in a row now, so it's not like it was a fluke for her to win. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, I, I think that uh, Hiltz has a good chance at at being in the mix in the world championships, um, but only because the best ones aren't there, right? Uh, I don't think the Ethiopians. Uh, do you know who's running for the Ethiopians in the world championships? I I'm not sure. I haven't looked at declarations. I mean, they have to be out at some point soon. But I, yeah, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Interesting to see who who shows up. That's always a, a an odd thing with the indoors, is you know a lot of people don't take indoors very seriously, and so a lot of times it's who shows up. Yeah. Um. But um. We'll we'll see how that goes. Hopefully we got a chance for a medal at uh, in the uh, fifteen hundred, both on the men's and women's side at Worlds. Uh, the men's eight hundred kind of went according to plan. Um. I'm sure that if uh, if you were to ask most people would have thought Hoppel was going to win. Most people would have thought Harris was going to be second. And of course, that's exactly what happened. Um, Alvarado gave it a shot. I think he was gutsy. Uh, yeah, that was cool. But he paid for it in the end. But hey, I love that. I love a guy that'll go out there and put himself out there and just try something. Yeah, that was sweet. You, you just never know when it might when it may pay off. Um, <clears throat> so I think we got a shot at, at a medal in the 800 in Worlds too. Uh a rope, a Wignoni. I don't think either one of those guys are going to be there. Um, you know, if Hopple can run a, a smart race, which um, he didn't in this case, <laughs> but if he can run a smart race, I think uh, he, he could uh, he, he could definitely medal for sure. The women's eight hundred. Um, I I I don't know about you, but I think I think I thought Nia Akins would win this one. I mean, I think everybody probably thought that. Um, she'd been running great, uh, but man, uh, she, I think she just let everybody get out too far, tried to close yeah. it in the end, but just came up short because she just let everybody get away from her. And Allie Wilson ran really well. Um, she's an Atlanta track club girl too. So, uh, well, formerly, formerly. Yeah. 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 Her and That's uh, true. Abe Alvarado as well. They both recently yeah. left. I don't know exactly what happened, but there was a coaching change. I don't know what spurred that. And it seemed like her and Abe both kind of split off from the group and are still, with the same coach, they are with the same coach. Yeah, so they so they the, are the still coach with the pulled coach away that, from Atlanta. I don't know. 
yeah, I don't know if the coach was fired or he left. I don't know the exact situation that happened there, but Ali and I believe Abe as well left the Atlanta Track Club to be with him. What about Streak? Is he is he with he's them? He's still too? Atlanta Track Club, so he's he did still not Atlanta leave. Track Club. Yeah. Okay. Well, second place, of course, is one of my favorites, Addy Wiley. Um, you know, Addy Wiley gets no respect, I feel like. Um, she's an NAIA runner. That's part of the reason why, I think. But also, just the, the idea that she has the connections to the Johnsons that she has that, you know, I, I get it. I, I understand why people question it. At the same time, I look at, you know, yes, there's there's a lot of questionable things the Johnsons have done. But Wiley's like, look, I've never been involved in any of that. She's my friend. Uh, you know, I, I feel like it would be unfair for me as a friend to dump her because, you know, I mean, I get all sides of it. I just think it's it's unfair to to, to say, well, Wiley's obviously doping um, just because she's associated with those people. But you can't help but wonder. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, it sure makes it harder to root for, in in my opinion. You know, it's it? um, not only just the doping, but everything else that involved in that program. And it seemed like even after there was those first news stories um, with Nick Johnson, uh, Lauren was still sticking around the program and he was still kind of hanging around. And so it was kind of I, I we don't have to open up that whole can of worms right now. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is. Well, I mean, it is sketchy. Yeah, it I, is sketchy. I, if I, and was, I pray that she's not doing anything that she shouldn't be doing. Yeah, That's, if I if I was in her shoes, I would have a hard time staying around the Johnsons. I think, but um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not in her shoes, so right, right, right. Well, do you think? Um, did, did you see that she tried to double in the fifteen hundred? She like yeah. like just a few minutes later came back and tried to run the fifteen hundred. I mean, yeah. uh, she's she's pretty gutsy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and. I, it makes me wonder about outdoors if she's going to try to double 800, 1500 outdoors. Um, it'd be interesting to see. I don't know the, you know, I don't know what I heard, she probably has better chances in the 800 than the, than the 15. Right perhaps. now I would. Yeah. I, I think I wouldn't have thought that maybe a year ago, but right now it seems like she's probably closer to being world-class in the eight than in the 15. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, on Friday night they had the three K. So the, uh, I mean, Nagus just—it he, he, looked like he cruised. I mean, he ran really fast, but he cruised to the win. Um, I, I say he ran fast; he finished fast. Um, the race wasn't fast. The race went out really slow, and he finished fast. Um, do you think Nagus is? What do you think about the world championships? Is Kerr Kerr's not running the cha world championships? No, I think Kerr is. He's just oh, he is running. Yeah, I would. I would have been surprised if he didn't. It's in, in I think his hometown, right? Or he's not from. That's Clyde. right. He's from Edinburgh, so it's in his home country. That's um, right. So, what do we know? What Kerr's running yet? He's running the three k. I think. I haven't looked. He, yeah, no, so no fifteen hundred. Yeah, I think the three k is a straight final. So, uh, Yared and Kerr seem to be leaning into the three k because you don't have to run around. Yeah, that's going to be a battle. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, of course, uh, they, that just didn't turn out so well for Nagoose last time they did it. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And then Ellie St. Pierre, golly, she's looking better and better, isn't she? Yeah, I mean, she's looking solid. Um, seems to be back through her pre-pregnancy form. Uh, like she didn't skip a beat, which I thought maybe it would have taken her a little bit to get back. But it's just been immediate. Yeah, I did not expect her to be this good that quick 
Um, but she is. She's. I mean, I, she to me, she looks as good as she's ever looked, if not better. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see outdoors how it goes, but um, she's definitely someone to look out for a medal in Paris. Yeah, well, I hope she does well. She just seems like a nice lady. I mean, I just kind of like her. I don't know why. Uh, there's something about her. <laughs> and, of course, the 5K. Man, Grant Fisher. Grant Fisher. Is that guy... I mean, he's two seconds off the world record, and he ran by himself. Yeah. I mean, and that was after running that two-mile last week, you know, where he – I mean, he's he's more a 5K, 10K guy. And he, so he's, he's he's dropping down in distance from the two-mile, and, and it's just, you know, not too far behind Kerr, who set a world record. So uh, I think Grant was only fractions of a second off of the old world record. Um, Is that, was that Delcha? Is that right? Or who that's, holds that? The, the the old world record? Yeah. Right yeah, I think crit. it was Kajelcha that had it from last year. Um, and I think it was 8.03. And Fisher, I think, ran 8.03, but I think he was 803.8 or something. And Kajelcha was 803.5. And, and of course, uh, Kerr, Kerr almost broke eight minutes. So, Oh, the indoor 5K record's pretty old. It's from 2004. It was Kinesia Bikeva. Oh, the 5K. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking two mile, and we're talking five k. Um, I'm looking at two mile in my face. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It is Kajelcha, isn't it? That has yeah. the the five k uh, record. No, indoor five k. According to Athletics Weekly, it's Kinesia Bekele from two thousand four. Oh, that's right. Forty nine sixty in Birmingham. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's been around for a long time. Yeah, it's hard to believe it's still there. Yeah, twenty right? years is. Uh, I mean, because like twelve forty. I mean, it's a, obviously a fast time, but it's not like so. I mean, you've got people running twelve thirties outdoors, right? Like it doesn't seem yeah. that out of reach. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. And maybe they'll do it at the World Championships. Yeah, we'll see. Well, any additional thoughts uh, on the weekend? No, I mean something. Maybe I've just been tuned out, but it was in the women's eight hundred. I noticed uh, Sammy Watson was running. And I feel like I haven't heard. That, I mean, she was a, such a bright star in high school, and I think she went she went straight pro out of high school, kind of. And I just felt like I hadn't seen her in forever. Maybe I was just Mr. Mirroring something, but it was cool right. to see her back and making a final and almost, you know, being in contention for for making a team. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Uh, yeah, good to see her. Hopefully, maybe she'll be back, good and strong in the an outdoor season. Yeah. Who knows? The women's four hundred was was interesting. Uh, you know, uh, Alexis Holmes won won the four hundred. You're like you're like uh, who? And then, and then it hit me that she was the one that ran down, uh, what's her name, Femke Bowl in the yes. uh, mixed 400, uh, oh, 4x400 yeah, yeah. relay yeah. last uh, yep. summer. And so I was like, oh, yeah, that one. Because I remember watching her do that, and I thought, you got to be kidding me. I didn't think there was any way. Yeah. Uh, pretty putting impressive. The, putting that amount of space she did on Talitha Diggs seems very impressive. I mean, she Definitely she's legit. So then, did you see? Did you see what Femke Bold did this weekend? Yeah, forty nine mid, yeah. right? World yeah. record, ridiculous. Yeah. And I mean, she was being pushed pretty well by Clava, Clover, um, yeah. Right, uh, which is, you know, for a country like the Netherlands, that's pretty nuts to have two women that are that that good for. I don't yes. know how many people are in. Few, you know, what's the population of the Netherlands? I, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't. It probably can't be more than what? Oh, gosh, I think probably the size of Georgia. Yeah, seventeen million. Uh, yeah, okay, twice the size of Georgia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the size of Georgia and Tennessee put together. That's <laughs> that's 
that's the population. Uh, and they've got two uh, of the, maybe, maybe the two best. I don't know. Well, you know, you, you got uh, Sydney and um, um, man, the names escaped me. Uh, but the other we got we've got a couple of good 400 meter runners that I think are gonna uh, gonna challenge, but not indoors because they're not running indoors. So, um, and then the Georgia boy Matthew Bowling, <laughs> did you see the 400? It just, yeah, he was struggling. Well, he just went out so hard. Yeah, I mean, he came through halfway and like I what was he? It was like 20.5, 20.7. I mean, yeah. he was smoking that first 200, and of course hard. he faded to fourth because he just. Man, that's just that's too much juice to to start with. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he's been in the the picture for a while, and it seems like he gets really close. Um, but he just quite hasn't put the pieces together at a big meet yet. Yeah, yeah, maybe he will soon. Maybe he Is will. He, soon. I mean, he's got that mixed relay medal from last year, so he's got a world championships medal. But um, that's true, a world record. Yeah. yeah. Well, the world championships are in Glasgow, Scotland. They're at the beginning of March, the March 1st through the 3rd. So looking forward to that. It's going to come up real soon. Um, I usually uh, don't look forward to the indoor championships, but this year, uh, Nagoose, Hawker, uh, um, um, what's that? Sure. Uh, Grant Fisher. Uh, there's Grant just several. Is, is he not? I just assume since he was running the, uh, oh, he was, I'm yeah, sorry. The 5K was at BU. Not the 5K at, uh, was at BU. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think he is. I mean, but it'll, I think you're right. Kerr and the goose going at it in the 3K will be exciting. So that will be exciting for sure. Upward Sports Run for God Run Club is the best way to stay motivated for your fitness journey and your faith journey. You get these weekly podcasts, but there is so much more. We have proven training plans available for you, whether you're just at the beginning of your fitness quest or you've been running for 20 years. We have something for everyone, and it doesn't matter where you are with God either. We have something for you there, too. If you're not a member, join today at runforgod.com. It is the best value you will find. All right, we're back. Um, you know, the internet's full of the the best tips, the the ten best tips for whatever, the eight things that will change your life, and <laughs> so or all sorts of things like that. So I thought this week we could go through and just pass along some running tips. This week, I don't know that these are like a top twenty uh, of the best tips ever, but they are things to consider. Uh, many of these are, they'll probably be reminders for a lot of, a lot of folks. Um, but hopefully you can get something out of these. So what I've done is I asked Co to come up with 10 running tips and then I've got 10. We're just going to go back and forth on, on these different running tips. And, um, if, if you've listened to me, some of these things you, you have, you have heard over and over again, particularly the first one. And I'll start off with the first one. Um, be consistent. Um, I just don't know that there is anything more important than being consistent in your training in getting out there um, and getting in all the workouts, not making excuses, putting in the appropriate effort. And when I say that, because you don't want to be going all out all the time, you want to be drawing back when you need to, you want to be doing all the things you need to do for recovery. But if you're consistent and checking off all of those boxes, it'll make a huge difference. Um, so be consistent. That's my first tip. 
And uh, my first one um, is about running shoes. Uh, you gotta you gotta find the right shoes for you. Um, so as much as you can read online, I think I'm a pretty big advocate of going to a running store and trying on a bunch of stuff and seeing what works. And yeah. you should think about the way it looks and the color afterwards. So once you find your shoe, <laughs> then you can look at the colors they have. But that should be a secondary consideration. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if the first thing the the shoe the person that you're buying shoes from ask you is what color do you want run go the other way yeah <laughs> uh all right how about this one proper pace is important kind of goes with what i was just saying most runners run too fast on their slow days and too slow on their fast days and um it, it's just it's a big problem and so uh if you can get and if you look at all the pace calculators the pace calculators I think are pretty good. And there's a bunch of them out there. You know, uh, Jack Daniels, uh, Higdon, uh, McMillan. Uh, th there's a bunch of them that have these pace calculators. Be Run the pace that you're supposed to run. Don't don't run. If you if it says that you should be running your easy pace at eight minutes, run your, run your easy pace at eight minutes and don't run it at 730 because it catches up with you. It's not good for you. So, now is it okay to every once in a while do that? Yeah, as long as every once in a while when you don't feel good, you're you're running, you know, eight thirty or nine minutes. You know, as long as you're, uh, you just got to be careful with not running too too fast on your slow days, so that you can run fast enough on your fast days. Yeah, I mean, if it is e if it feels easy, it is easy. If it feels like it's not easy, it's not easy. Like just yep. uh, going off feel is a really important thing to learn. Bottom line, yep. Uh, and my second tip is also about running shoes. It will be only run in your running shoes. So I, I get some weird looks sometimes. I have old pairs of running shoes that I just walk around in in between runs. And I've, I've started, I have a pair of shoes that I only put on between the periods when I have on my running shoes. Because if I go from my running shoes to a shoe that I just walk around in, my, all of my shoes end up stinking horribly. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> so I have a, I have a, an old pair of running shoes that I walk around in after a run before I can take a shower or wash my feet or whatever. And then I can put on shoes that I don't run it in. Otherwise it's just a mess, but yeah, good, there you go. <laughs> good, good tip. Good tip. How about this one? Keep your weight on the balls of your feet as you run. One of the things that you, when you talk about running form, um, one of the things that we do, we get wrong a lot is running off our heels our running shoes with those big, thick heels kind of promote the idea of landing on your heels. Keep the weight. You should, when you land, you should feel most of the weight of your body on the balls of your feet. You shouldn't feel much weight on your heels. If you do, you're, you may be overstriding, um, but you're certainly causing more shock than you need and it could lead to injury. So keep the weight, keep your, your weight on the balls of your feet as you run. You'll find better form that way. Yeah. Uh, the, my third one, the only way to become more resistant to injuries is through lifting and work outside of running. Um, so there's a lot of programs and stuff you can follow and try and figure stuff out. But a lot of it just comes down to figuring out what your deficiencies are individually and, and working on those. All right. How about uh, use, use tracking apps? If you want to have some fun, um, use, use your apps. Use Strava. Use Garmin Connect. It makes, it makes running a little bit more fun to kind of go back and look. And you can go back and look later. Um, maybe you even journal. You write down some stuff. Um, but 
you, of course, you can do all that electronically as well. But use those tracking apps. It makes it more fun. Yeah, similar to that, I guess I said keep a training log uh, and analyze that data. So um, not necessarily, I don't really look at heart rate data or a whole lot of data from my watch, but I will look at big picture. Here were the workouts I was doing when I felt the fittest. Um, and here's what I think led to my success that season or what led poorly in that race. Um, it's mostly what I mean by analyze it. But Well, that's the one step further, right? Yeah. You, you use the apps and then then use use that information for good. Yeah. Um, how about this? Track your eating for a month. Um, you know, one of the things that I think su- what might surprise you is to if you wrote down exactly all that you eat, you would be amazed at what you eat very often. And so I would challenge everybody to just track what you eat for a month. And I'll bet you at the end of that month, you make some changes. So there's there's different ways to do that. My Fitness Pal is a really is a really easy app to use to track what you eat. So try that out. You might again, you might find some some things you're doing that you didn't know you were doing or you didn't realize you were doing as much as you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um you have to stay relaxed when you're trying to output a lot of force. Um one of the things my college coach would always say is you can't force force. Uh which is kind of a you know, plenty of little alliteration, but uh, if you look at all of the elite professional sprinters, everything about their body is relaxed while they're sprinting. Their face, their arms, their legs, upper body, everything is super relaxed because you're trying to put as much energy as possible into getting an explosive movement. And if, you know, you're gritting your teeth or uh, anything else, you're going to take away from that maximum speed. Absolutely. That's a good one. Um, turn off your watch once a week. Uh, now, I know this is sacrilegious and it's counter to what I just talked about because you're not tracking your data if you turn off your watch. But every once in a while, I like to turn. And now this year I've made a commitment not to do that, but I've also made a commitment to not pay attention to it. So that's another way. You don't necessarily have to turn your watch off. You can still record it, but put a piece of tape over it or something. Do something. It's easy to do in the wintertime. I just leave my jacket over it and uh, or my sleeve over it and don't pay any attention to it. And give yourself permission to run as slow as you have to run for it to feel easy. And if you'll do that once a week, I bet you you'll recover better and faster. Yeah, um, you have to be able to learn the difference between injury and soreness. Uh, mm. So there's there's a big difference between being like, oh, well, I can't do this workout today because I'm a little sore. Um, or this is an actual problem that I need to investigate. Um it's a fine line, and I think it just comes with experience, but it's something that you need to become acutely aware of. Yeah, it's a good one. Here's one. Learn how to run with better form. Um, running with better form, uh, again, I, I, t- to my way of thinking, I, I believe that running with better form is the best thing you can do to insulate yourself from injury. The The number one injury thing that causes injuries is 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 overdoing things first, but then next is poor form. So check into what what good form looks like and work on it regularly. It's something you have to work on consciously. If you don't work on it consciously, it will not change. Um, going kind of on the injury path, uh, if you have a lingering issue, go see a professional. If it's something that's sticking around and you've tried a bunch of stuff, um, I think. Probably every runner should have a trusted physical therapist that they go see uh, when they have something st- stuck around. Um, I know 
my PT has changed my running career. I mean, I had patellar tendonitis for a year mm. and a half, and I was just like, I would go into the shower after runs and turn the water as hot as it would go and just blast it on my knees so at least I could walk a little bit after runs without feeling it. And then I went and saw her, and she diagnosed my problem in about a minute. Yep. Uh, <laughs> my hips were tight and weak, and I started doing hip exercises, and it was almost cured within a couple of weeks. And I was like, wow, I should have done this a year ago. But That's the problem. Um, go see a professional. <laughs> That's a good idea. Well, this one's a little different. Um, one of the things that, that people don't even realize they have this problem, but you, you have an iron level. When we think about iron level, we think of that hemoglobin level, right? That, that number that is usually somewhere between, I don't know, 12 and 18 ish, right? That's where most people are. Um, that number is important, obviously, but there's another iron level, and it's your ferritin level. Your ferritin is your iron. Basically, it's your backup iron. It's your iron stores. It's the thing that you tap into when you deplete your hemoglobin, and you do deplete your hemoglobin when you're doing longer events. Um, and so, if you ever feel drained, um, if all of a sudden you feel like you can't breathe and you hit a wall in a 5K, just all of a sudden your energy is gone, uh, you may have low ferritin levels. Now, if you have your ferritin level checked, you have to go to a doctor and you don't, you can't tell them, I just want my iron checked. You have to tell them, I want my ferritin level. And you need to look at that level because a lot of times doctors will tell you if it's 20, it's good. As an endurance athlete, it really should be 50 or better um, and definitely over 30. So um, get your ferritin level checked, especially if you're having trouble breathing or if you're feeling extra fatigued. Definitely. Yeah, I've had bouts with that in the past and I pretty much supplement all the time now. Um, so my next tip is sleep is your number one recovery tool. Um, mm. So we talk, uh, you hear a lot about uh, stretching and rolling, you know, ice bath, whatever. Does that all work? Well, the one thing that is always proven to work is sleep. Um, it's the, the way your body heals itself. Um, and there are definitely ways that you can help improve your sleep. Um, you know, turning your phone off, turn electronics off before bed. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people have been kind of leaning into a magnesium thing now. Um, where you take mm -hmm. magnesium and people have seen, you know, increased REM sleep and a lot of stuff like that. So there's a lot of research you can do there, but um, sleep in general is is the best way to recover. Great one. Well, remember that many injuries, we've talked a lot about injuries, and this kind of goes to your point earlier with your hips, is many, many, many injuries are caused by muscle imbalances. Um, very often, that patellar tendonitis that you have is caused by tight quads. Well, what's causing the tight quads? It's not usually the quads. Usually, the quads are tight because they're overworked because you've got weak hamstrings or you've got weak hip muscles. And so, um, always check for muscle imbalances when you start to have problems because chances are uh, that's probably the root of the problem. Yeah, similar to that, uh, where you feel the pain is not normally where your problem lies. So like Dean was describing, you feel pain in your patellar tendons and you have to work your way up the chain to discover where it is. Um, mm -hmm. It's a place where a professional can try and usually help along the way if you can't figure out what's going on. But most of the time where the injury shows itself is just the weakest chain on the link uh, and not actually where the problem is. Yeah, yeah. Well, my last one... Um, Change it up. I'll change up your running. Don't 
don't uh, don't do the same thing every day. The more variety that you have in your running, the better you'll be. Um, because running is one of those; it's a repetitive thing, and that repetition can get us bored. It can get us stale. Um, purposefully go out and find new and different places to run with. Find different people to run with. Find just do 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 different things, and don't do the same thing every week. And run at different speeds. Find variety in, in your running, and you'll be better off in so many ways. Uh, yeah, my last tip, um, something I've discovered over the last year, which I never even thought about before, because um, up until this point, my entire running career, I've been on a school team, so middle school, high school, or college team, and I've discovered I'm doing a lot more miles on my own now, um, but I really cherish the, the times when I get to run with other people. Um, mm-hmm. It just it, it adds so much more fun and enjoyment for me. So I would recommend to find others to run with, whether that be a local running club or just, I, I don't know, people you see, people you know. Um, but that is that is one way to really boost your fun with running. Yeah, it's always fun to run with a team, right? So if yeah. you can just find one other person that's part of your team, basically, um, it just makes things more fun for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, those are our tips. And uh, like I said, they're not necessarily our top 20 tips, but they are. there are 20 tips that hopefully maybe you found some little nugget in there that can help you uh, help you be a, a better, stronger runner. Now, if you have found this episode to be um, edifying and good, um, join the Run for God Run Club. Um, we have lots of training plans. We have different ways that um, we can kind of keep you going. Um, if you're looking for motivation, the Run Club is a good way to get it. Uh, now, our our Run Club uh, stuff is is um, it, it's done through faith. So everything we do is done through a lane a lens of faith. And so um, you're going to hear a lot about that if you listen to our regular podcast that comes out on Monday. You're going to hear uh, a lot about Jesus and about our relationship with God and um, there's a lot of running nuggets in there as well, but uh, there's a little bit of both. And so, um, you know, hopefully uh, you find that that great. Now, Run Club only costs 27 cents a day. Um, you get all those training plans. You get literally thousands of hours of content. Um, and again, that encouragement is, is second to none. Um, and if you like to hear stories, man, oh, man, we got lots of stories. So um, you, you'll hear a lot of those stories. Um, and again, our goal is just to keep you motivated, to get you out there, to, to get those runs in. Just like Co said a little bit ago, running with somebody is great. Well, if you're, you're part of run club, you kind of feel like you're part of a team. Um, and that definitely helps to keep you motivated to get out there and keeps you, uh, keeps you accountable, right? Sometimes that's all we need is just somebody to keep mm-hmm. us accountable. Yeah. Um, so uh, you can go to runforgod.com and uh, find out more. And uh, we would love to have you if you're not a part of Run Club as it stands. Well, go as always, love talking running, and I love your passion for it as well. I am so sorry. I was, the people out there don't know this. I was a little late <laughs> getting here. Um, my fault, but you are so patient and gracious, and I appreciate that. So we hope that if you're out there and you're, you're running, we hope that you're running with passion too. You got any final words for them? Yeah, as as always, I hope everyone has a good week of training. And uh, I'll talk to everybody later. Amen. Until next time, may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light.
For more information about the Run For God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace With God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.